Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Johnny, are we live? All right, folks, uh, Drive Time Lincoln, we had some what we would call technical difficulties at the start of the show, but uh, we're going to get back at it. Uh, if you missed any of it, which is very possible, I'm your host, Jack Riggins. Um, Always trying to restore American values and bring common sense to the capital city. Johnny Cadillac is producing, and he's really worried. Oh, boy, it is a technically challenging day here at KLIN. I'm going to tell you that. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to kind of start the show from the top. I'm, I'm going to pat um, myself on the back because I got the issue figured out. Well, so there you we're go. good. I mean, folks, Sorry. You're like, where did KLIN go? I don't know where we went, but uh, as far as I know, we weren't on the air for the last five or six minutes. Uh, but we're back, and here's what we're going to do. We have uh, Emmy Pollen, who's running for uh, Lincoln School Board. She is our interview today, and her and I just did about six minutes of it. It was great. <laughs> and I got to practice. Yeah, I think it's your first time in radio. Um, but what we're going to do, whether you heard it or you didn't hear it, we're just going to start over from the top, because as you know, if you listen to this show, uh, this show is really just a conversation. And uh, like I said before, uh, we haven't had tons of political candidates or people uh, looking for elected uh, spots on this season, but I am more than happy to have Emmy on. I appreciate you coming in. Thank you for that. You You're know. welcome. Yeah. So... I am Jack. If you didn't figure it out, Jack Riggins, I'm the host here. But let's just get to it, and uh, if you'll give us some extra time in the end, we'll make sure we get the full interview done. Okay. Um, so we were talking, and uh, again, I said, you know, people just don't up and do this. They have a calling, you know, and your background, and you kind of gave your background of moving to Lincoln. But just broadly to the audience, you know, who is Emmy Pollen, and, you know, how did you come to this decision? Um. So I found out that no one was running, um, or at least the current candidate was running unopposed. And I had a friend who said, you'd be really good at this. And my husband said, has always said that I should go into politics. Um, I have, so I kind of got introduced to the school board and activism as a little girl. My mom was a teacher in Bloomington, Minnesota, in the Twin Cities Public Schools. And even like as a little elementary student, I remember her having me draw a picture of what I liked about recess and her and the other moms and teachers and students. We all went to the Capitol and presented our letters and pictures to the governor to ask him to pass a bill that, you know, kept recess time for students and didn't cut our recess time. Um, I have over a decade of experience in education. So I thought that kind of insider perspective would help me on the school board. Um, sure. I'm currently a substitute for LPS, and my husband and I have been foster parents, so we've had students that were at LPS schools, and um, a lot of the issues right now are kind of having to do with the big scary word, the critical race theory and identity and culture and gender and race. Um, that's the area that I studied in college. So okay. I thought maybe I could lend some of that experience and knowledge to the school board. And you had said you guys moved here about five years ago. So, you know, five years ago, you've gotten implanted in the community. You're substituting for LPS. You have a background in a lot of the issues that 
are at the top of most people's mind right now, and, and you've fostered kids, so you're very familiar with the system and how it works. And as you said, it sounds like as a young girl, you kind of saw politics slash activism, you know, and democracy, as I like to say, in action. And I think most people that either kind of puts a hook in you and, and you see what it does, or you're kind of like, oh, I don't ever want to be part of that. But you've kind of made the step to say, hey, I'm going to put my name out there and I would like to be uh, a servant to the people of your district and uh, and get elected. That is, that's what I hear. Am I accurate? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am a little intimidated um, because this is my first time doing anything in politics. Um, and obviously, even if I get elected in my um, the other people in my party get elected. We will still be but the minority on the school board, but um, I'm trying to be brave. And the support and thank yous that I'm getting from people kind of helps me be brave. <laughs> yeah, and in your district, talk about your district a little bit, and specifically when you're out campaigning and talking to people about your values, some of the issues that you know parents are concerned about. <sighs> okay. Um, well. I will say what I'm concerned about as a parent and an educator. And the number one thing is um, our proficiency scores. We spend a ton of money in LPS. 60% of our taxes go towards Lincoln schools. Um, We spend more than any other district of similar size and kind of makeup. And our students are less than 50% proficiency, proficient by high school. We had some bad proficiency scores last go around. It's been trending negative. It's been trending down. Yeah. And, um, so less than 50% proficient in math and reading by the time they're taking their ACT in 11th grade. Um, and for a capital city that spends a ton of money on kids, that's just deplorable. Um, we can do better. It's almost unthinkable, and I think, you know, when people hear about the taxes, I'm pretty positive it's the 60% is off real estate taxes. Um, I think if you throw in some more, you know, the numbers of how much our tax dollars go towards public education is really mind-numbing to most people. Not that they're not willing to do it, but they expect simple things like proficiency to be taught to our youth, knowing how much that is going to impact them as they come into the the workforce and and grow as adults. And to see that kind of slacking, I think, is is disappointing to most Lincolnites. Right. I mean, we're going to have to spend money as a community on individuals and whether we do it when they're students and help them be successful and be able to kind of stand on their own two feet, get a good job and education um, kind of put them on the right path. We don't want kids dropping out of school to join a gang or whatever. Um, so we really, even if you don't have students in Lincoln schools, these are going to be our future leaders. They're going to be our future community members, um, our caretakers. I personally want a doctor who knows what they're doing and is well-educated. Um, so it matters. And, you know, even if parents have a kid in private school or homeschool, they never know when their situation is going to change and they're going to have to switch to public school. Um, also, their neighbors, you know, the people around them are in public school. And so it really affects everybody in our community. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And I don't think people maybe uh, walk the dog, as I like to say, as to the impacts of, again, when we're putting the money in and then what is actually being taught. You're running as a Republican. Yes. And conservative. And, and we know that there's a lot of kind of 
friction, if you will, especially around schools between conservative beliefs and liberal beliefs, um, not just in Lincoln, but nationwide, um, mm-hmm. statewide, certainly. Um, you know, do you feel that there has been maybe more uh, more pressure on societal type culture things opposed to just the basics of reading, writing, and arithmetic and and what schools core foundations are? Um, I mean, is any of that part of one of the reasons you, you're running? Yes. I mean, I am an intercultural studies major, so I do think that culture and um, family of origin and those types of issues do influence a student. You know, the number one predictor of student achievement is parental involvement. Hmm. And so um, I don't want to say those things don't matter because they do. And um I think what what you're getting at, what I hear, and and I I struggle with this having gone all around the world and literally interacted, seen, trained, trained with, fought with everybody that most Americans thinks is just doesn't exist. But it's our world. It's a very diverse world. And it's when I think of the issues at hand today, it's about right sized. Because, as you said, these things do matter, but it's always right sized of what for children is the best growth. And, and some of them have become firebrand type things. Um, but in the end of the day, I mean, the core focus that most everybody can agree on is things like you said, proficiency scores, reading, writing, arithmetic, and things that have always been the basis of education. Yeah. Um, I even am finding that I'm having a lot of bipartisan support, um, you will see signs in yards that have Leron and my sign in their yard because people like that I am in education, um, that I kind of have that insider look. Sure. And um, I try to be somewhat moderate <laughs> in my approach <laughs> and fair. Yeah, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially in education. As a matter of fact, uh, while this show at times can be f- very firebrand, uh, the underlying message I always say is we all have to work together and we have to solve common problems. And so it's almost impossible to do that if we're going to be on the extremes of things and not willing to talk to each other or call names. I mean, you, you so the moderation of solving problems in the educational setting is one of the skill sets that you're wanting to bring to the school board. Right. When I've been going to school board meetings to speak or to listen, um, there last time there was 20 parents kind of speaking from a very conservative side, feeling like their voices aren't being heard, aren't getting responses from the leadership and one person from the other side. And so it's quite obvious that parents and um, community members don't feel represented by the school board. Yeah, I think, and I think again, because of some of the national stuff, it can get a little bit polarizing. Uh, but in the end of the day, I mean, parents are going there, taking time out of their day, representing, you know, what they feel is best. And, and it has, I have heard it here as a very common complaint that specifically conservatives feel that, you know, they're not being represented or listened to, um, by the board, if not outright at times, sometimes blown off. And I don't think that's a good setting. Hey, we're on with Emmy Paulin running for, uh, school board. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue on, uh, getting to know her and her candidacy. 1499 3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. 
right, folks, we've got uh, Lincoln Public School Board candidates on all today, and we had a little technical difficulty when we started the show. Uh, but we're going to finish up with Emmy Paulin and um, and really appreciate you coming in. But, yeah, just talk to us and your constituents and meaning the people of Lincoln, you know, kind of why you and, and, and what you want to get done. Yeah. Um, so my opponent thinks our schools are safe and high quality, and I think we're doing the best we can, but I think there's definitely room for improvement. Um, we, you know, we're struggling to attack, uh, attract quality teachers and keep them. Teachers are quitting mid-year. I've subbed in classrooms that haven't had a teacher all year. They just have a sub every single day. And, you know, the school never knows who's going to come in. Um, we're pulling specials teachers like math and or art and, you know, PE and make, and music, cutting those for the students so that they can fill in in a classroom, pulling special ed teachers so then our students with special needs aren't getting their required, federally required minutes. Um, we need to be a little more financially responsible. LPS has money they're not even spending. Um, and then communication. A lot of parents... Um, feel like their voices aren't being heard. So do you see, if elected, that when you get in there, what's the one thing that you would hope to get accomplished in your time, if elected? If you could only pick one. Yeah, um, definitely focusing on the foundational skills, um, the math and reading, our proficiencies. There's no reason for them to be that low. Sure. Emily, Emily, (laughs) Emmy (laughs) Pollan, it's been a weird day. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Yeah, and I wish you the best of luck. Again, folks, we're focused on uh, Lincoln Public Schools, Board of Education, or as most of us say, you know, the school board um, today. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it, even though we had some technical difficulties. But we will be back after the break. 1499.3 Drive Time Lincoln with the Commander Jack Riggins on the voice of Lincoln. 1499.3 K-L-I-N. All right, folks, we're back here Thursday, April 20th. Um, if you were listening earlier, we did have some technical difficulties for about 10 minutes, uh, but we got uh, Emmy Pollan's interview in, uh, running for LPS uh, School Board in District 2, and now we have Elena running for District 4. I'm not even going to attempt your last mm-hmm. name because it it almost has a little bit of a French in it, maybe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, please please say it so that I don't mess it up multiple times. Really, yeah. Brouillette. I think I originally said Brouillette, and you were like, it's just Brouillette. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Elena Brouillette running for District 4. Welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Thank you. Yeah. I don't, we don't have technical difficulties now, folks, to my knowledge. So you should be hearing us, and uh, we have plenty of time. We are uh, golden. To talk about it. Uh, just a little bit of background, because what I always do is, is as if the audience has no idea who you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like, a little bit of background about yourself and 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 why you know you decided hey i'm gonna put my name out there to serve the public uh and run for school board in district four yeah so um i'm uh from hastings but i moved to lincoln in 2013 so i've been here 10 years um and what got me interested in politics well obviously i vote but um it all started with when COVID hit and people were rioting and the mishandling of all of the policies put in by our mayor and city council. And I don't think that people realize, and I never realized until then how important local politics 
is um, people always pay attention to the president, which is important, but I don't think people realize how much control local politics has. I think you're you're a lot like me in how I got on the radio. It was the same way. I almost had a view of coming home from the military that, you know, everything is roses in Nebraska mm-hmm. and, and Lincoln, where I went to college, you know, originally being from Fremont. Um, and I've come to believe that actually all... All things you and I deal with and all the listeners out there is really local issues, mm-hmm. local politics. And yeah. and so I started paying attention and, you know, I've, I've been blessed to, you know, do the show for a few years. Um, and it was the riots was a wake up call yeah. for me as well. And that's when I realized who our mayor was and what she represents. And, um, and so, but so. it's interesting <laughs> you bring that up because as you start to look at it and obviously you're running for uh, district four school board. You start to see how it all filters down and yeah. is kind of all this one mechanism mm-hmm. of very far left liberal thinking yes. in our city. Mm-hmm. And I um, would not run for city council or mayor. That I'd be in way over my head. But um, I got to know people um, through um, things going on in the city and... Uh, well, and probably parents, because I will say this, folks, nationwide and here, one of the most vocal groups you're going to find is around school boards and school issues. Yeah. Um, and so when I got involved with these people that I met, um, it was 2021, and they were like, well, your district is up for election in a few years. Would you be interested? And at the time I said, yes, um, I would. So fast forward two years later, and here we are, and I put my name in. So that's how it took off. You're running on the conservative side of the aisle. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we were just talking with Emmy, but I think everybody has been talking over the last two years, including here in this state, state level issues. Um, you know, I think more politics has gotten involved than most people would prefer in the schools. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's just a reality. And so, you know, along those, when you look at some of the things that uh, – kind of energized you to run what were some of the things that you were essentially disappointed with with lps and the in the way our tax dollars are being used in the school system well i don't support any uh critical race theory uh diversity equity inclusion uh nonsense uh gender theory is a big one that needs to stay i mean all of this has to stay out of schools these are topics to be taught at home and the school board or and some teachers, uh, especially backed by unions, are just so hell-bent on drilling this stuff into kids' minds. And it's just, um, they're so, children are so innocent, we need to keep them that way. We are adults longer than we are children. And we have plenty of time to discover what all that is. We don't need to be rotting their brains when they're in kindergarten. Well, and I think, too, what I think has shocked most people once they've dug in and certainly... Um, running for the school board, you, you, you've done more research than the average person is, you know, just the basics of our test scores and proficiency scores have gone down mm-hmm. tremendously. Enrollment has gone down. Well, the teachers budget, have left. Yeah, and the budget has gone up. So yeah, I don't it. know how we can explain in, in a yeah. little segment all of the kind of trend lines that are not very good around LPS, yeah. no and, matter what's said publicly. And just today, my friend sent me a screenshot of a position open on the LPS website you can make $100,000 a year um, to 137000 a year if you are the administrator of diversity, equity, inclusion at LPS. Um, I don't know what teacher makes that. 
Right. Uh, and I don't know where that even belongs in the school. Well, it doesn't belong. That's just right. it. And so I was fuming when I saw that. I'm glad sure. she showed it to me because um, people don't know this. You know what yeah. I mean? Was there a specific incident? I know for me, when I really started paying attention to school board issues was kind of what I call the remasking um, because I had a lot of parents from across the county, not just inside Lincoln and LPS, where this whole countywide thing came back in and we'd already had a disruption, you know, right, wrong or indifferent. Um, And and I guess I was disappointed as a private citizen and a a person that has uh, kids in LPS of how much they were putting, I guess, weight stock in these decisions, not just of masking, but also, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion, um, what books would be in school, and and what I will just summarize as this very woke, mm-hmm. far-left agenda. People will go, well, it's just it's just culture stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 there's a difference between culture and learning mm-hmm. and then trying to change the history of the United States mm-hmm. and to essentially indoctrinate kids or bring things together to the front of kids, which their parents should be doing. Yeah, and um, that worried I've, me. I've always been saying, whose children are they? Because you drop them off from eight to three thirty, and this this schools they think that that's their child to mold. Um, no, you're there to teach the basic academics, and then their parents are the number one influence. What they believe should be taught at home, and that's what you, as a teacher, need to respect. Um, you can certainly be there for the children, obviously, as another adult to help them. That's what teachers do. They help they and they teach. But there's been a shift of overstepping your boundary and trying to take over and take control of something that's not yours. And we see that being fought out even in this state, in the state legislature and around the nation. And I think that's actually a good word. I haven't thought about that. But uh, there is a molding that goes on with any child being around adults. But in the mm-hmm. end of the day, the job is to get them proficient at reading, writing, and arithmetic. Right. And, and a base of what I would call societal values. Yeah, so when they graduate, I mean, they're more focused right now. It seems like their focus is when they leave school that they're fighting social justice right right now um we need to be leaving school ready to enter the workforce yeah that's and we're not there no that's that's well put you know either go to higher education and be successful or join the workforce and you know have the base skill set that is employable and and at that point you know young people moving into young adulthood can begin making decisions on how they want to live their Mm -hmm. dreams and things like that that's very interesting uh elena brulette Mm -hmm. On uh, running for Lincoln Board of Education in District 4. Um, you know, as you kind of discussed it, and I'm assuming this is your first time running for anything, mm-hmm. um, I guess why now? Why Why did you just go, you know what, if I'm going to do this, it, it's now? Well, because two years ago when I said I wanted to, my this district is the was first time. Yeah, okay. so this is it. And I, uh, if not now, when? And I hope, even if I don't win, which I'm going to win, no, but um, I hope I encourage people to run in the future um, because it it is important and you don't, I mean, I'm no expert, you know, and Emmy, she also said she's never ran for anything before. I mean, it it does take guts and it's, it's the whole experience has been very interesting and I've really enjoyed it, but um 
it is important that somebody, well, like she said, some of these people have been unopposed. The um, the Democrat in my district has gone unopposed for two terms. So she just, yeah, it's just been given to her. So at least they need to know there's opposition out there. They need to um, fight for what for their titles instead of just having it handed Well, and that's, folks, again, I mean, that's how our system works. It's not healthy in a democracy for people being put in government (sighs) positions or elected positions unopposed. It's We are supposed to have a healthy friction. Whether you enjoy that or not, it's irrelevant. That's how our system works. Mm -hmm. And so you need people to step up with uh, alternate thoughts, different thoughts. Um, There's a part, a piece of accountability um, when we have that system full, uh, interesting. I, I suspect you've gone, you know, to more boards and started to pay attention. Are there things that um, frustrate you with, you know, just the general way that the LPS board conducts its business currently? Yes, where well, you can tell that they don't care. Um, that I mean, and I could tell this with the city council too. Uh, when people were speaking out during COVID and all that. I didn't go to any of those because I was at work all the time, but you can watch, you know, and they have no desire to listen to anyone in opposition. They're just doing it because they're required to. And no matter what you say, they're going to go do whatever they want anyway. So that's just my belief. But I do know that other people feel that way. Well, I think that there is a sentiment that's out there about that. I would assume that uh, one of the values that you would like to bring if elected is to listen to all parents. Yeah, I really want people to know that there are people out there that agree with them and will listen to them and give thoughtful consideration to what they say, not just shrug it off. Do you think think that kind of at least locally here we have gotten a little too politicized then on the school board where where part of the not wanting to listen is just well you're on that side of the political yeah. aisle and i'm on this yeah. one and instead of just hey we've got to get our kids yeah. educated politics in the basics. And, yeah politics and their agenda is their focus not the children um when it should be all about the students and the teachers that's that's what a school is and they need to be the main focus not who's in power how can they stay in power and what's best for the people higher up. Yeah, it, you know, I, the one thing I, I really like that you're doing, Elena, is you're very clear on what you believe, and, and what you believe is kind of the right and left limits of school. And that's admirable, right? Because you're running for office, and you're not highlight, you know, you're not gaslighting this or that. You're just saying, hey, the, this is the way I think it should be. And, you know, these are the values that are important to me. And I think that they're important to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um how has the experience been when you go around the district or, you know, you go out and say, hey, you know, I'm running for school board. What, what do you hear from other parents, you know, in your district? Yeah, um, parental control is the biggest one. Um, parents don't feel like they have enough control yeah, about what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I've heard that from uh, quite a bit of people that have answered their door. And I I ask them what's important to you because this is about them, mm-hmm. you know. And that's what they've said. Um and I do feel that parents need to have more involvement um, with the school board, um, as well as teachers. I want um, teachers, I've heard teachers say that they are afraid to speak out at school board meetings because of fear of backlash or retaliation. I want them to know uh, that they sh- they do have the courage and bravery to go up there and say what they want without fear of that. So the next two school 
board meetings I go to, I'll be speaking on behalf of two people. I promised them that I would get their message out, but hopefully I won't have to be speaking for people in the future. Yeah. I want people to be up there saying what they want. Yeah, and that's part of the political kind of conundrum is that, you know, whether people want to admit it or not, you know, I hear it all the time from teachers. I hear it from police officers. I hear it from a lot of different people. That's not a good dynamic that our professional teachers, you know, are afraid for whatever reason of backlash of mm-hmm. telling their side of the story. Um, that is not healthy in our education. Especially system. when they're the ones in the classrooms. They're the ones with our students all day long. They know what they need. They know what's best. They know the experiences that um, these people administration, they're on. They're sitting in the building on O Street. They're not with the students all day. Well, they're getting one hundred thirty-seven thousand yeah. dollars to do DEI training. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, there you go, folks. I mean, the sign of the apocalypse. No, I mean, there's a place for some of that stuff, but like we were talking with Emmy, uh, it's balance, and I think that we have traded core competencies and proficiency of what is really the undercurrent of American public school education that has worked well for this country for really a social justice platform that quite frankly, I don't know exactly how many Americans really support. Meaning I think that on the left, it has been a way for them to get votes and to kind of to a certain crowd sound cool, uh, but has no evidence to help anybody and certainly not our youth. Right. And like Emmy said, um, some of these parents have no option to send their kids to private school or homeschool. I don't have the option to homeschool. I have to go to work, you know. Um, I, I send my daughter to private school. I won't say which one because safety reasons, obviously. But um, I would never send her to LPS. I would rather drain my bank account than send her <laughs> to LPS in its current state and the future. Should it get better, that would be a consideration to send her there, you know. But... um. Yeah, I really, like Emmy said, it it does involve our whole community when you can say, oh, I send my kid to private school, so it doesn't affect me. It really does affect everybody. It does affect you, and I can see that you deeply care, and it's a little bit troubling talking about these issues, because in one way, you're kind of like, how did we get here? Hey, folks, we're on with Elena Brulette running for LPA, or Lincoln Board of Education, District 4. Uh, We'll finish up 1,499.3KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, we're finishing up today with Elena Brulette running for uh, Lincoln Board of Education District 4. Uh, Elena, just to uh, kind of shout out to the, the potential votes out there and, and why you deserve their vote and, and what you want to get done on the school board. Um, I want per- parents to have more control, more say. I want teachers to have feel more respected, safe to speak up and like they're not afraid to lose their job at any given moment if you know if they have an opposing viewpoint. Um and that I represent the community and not my own gain of whatever, you know, whatever they think they're gaining by doing this and acting this way yeah, and implementing you, this. You feel like you're wrong. serving your yeah. community and bringing the issues of district 4 parents to the board to be worked through. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then you've been very clear on your stances, you know, um, conservative values, and, you know, we've got to get test scores in, um, and I think all those remain. But I, but I do think, you know, maybe a little common sense, maybe a lot of common sense has left the school board, mm-hmm. you know. Um, big election, May 2nd, folks. Um, Elena's on here. She has a special guest. I can't get her to talk, but I've, I've been trying. It? Do you have anything you want to say? 
I guess not. Elena, thanks for coming in. I really appreciate and the best of luck on, on the on the election. Thank you. All right, folks. Uh, tomorrow we will have a short show. Johnny, how much? 30, 30 minutes tomorrow? 45 yep, minutes? Half show tomorrow. We're going to continue uh, with uh, Lincoln Board of Education. Why not? Um, and we'll just wind down the week. Uh, weather is not quite springy. I don't know what is going on, folks. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter, Riggins underscore Jack, where for whatever reason this week, it has just been a, a wow, pow, thank you, Twitter type of week. 1,499.3 KLIN.